Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Singapore Homebrew on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Money FM 89.3 with me, Neil Humphreys, and my good friend and buddy, Dan Coe. We're doing our Saturday morning sit-down interview. This is part two with our wonderful, wonderful guest this morning, Dr. Wong Hon Tim, the chairman of Guide Dog Singapore, Sophie, multiple medalist for Team Singapore, and her wonderful guide dog, who is sitting peacefully in the corner, Orinda. We're yeah. chatting with them about white Cane Day, which is happening this weekend, Sunday at Parkway Parade. Welcome back to the show, folks. Thank you very much for Thank having you. us again. All right, Dr. Wong, let's yeah. continue with you. More broadly in Singapore, if you had a magic wand, what more would you like to see done for this community? Right. So actually, before the break, uh, Sophie sort of touched on a very important issue. So she didn't know about guide dogs or many mm. of the services, uh, yeah. especially in the early days. And I think that uh, that's where there's still a gap. I think there's more realization now. So I'm an, I'm an eye specialist, an ophthalmologist. And uh, I think in general, uh, in Singapore, we do a great job of looking after people's eyes. But there will be certain people, for example, people like Sophie, for whom we can't do much about medically at least. Mm. And that handover from medical people to social services, to social service agencies like Guide Dogs and the uh, Society for uh, uh, Visually Handicapped, uh, SAVH and IC2, that handoff is still not strong enough. Mm. And many people like Sophie would be, in a sense, looking around on their own Mm. to see what are the services that can support them. And I think that's something that we can actually bring. bring Let's bring. talk a little bit more about the event that's happening tomorrow yes. as well. And what, have you done anything dif- different as compared to other years? And what would you like the visitors to take away from this experience? Right. So Guide Dogs has been around since 2006. I yeah. think we've celebrated mm. this every year. Mm. Uh, I dare say, uh, thanks to the great team we have, and uh, Eileen and, and, uh, is with us in the studio as well, uh, it's gotten better every year. Right. Uh, and I think what we're aiming towards every year is more and more experiential uh, activities so yeah. that there is a strong uh, insight from uh, any layperson, any person, uh, into what what Sophie's world is like yeah. and what, what uh, the, the world of the visually impaired is like. So we're going to keep doing that. And some messages need to be repeated over and over again. I yeah. think uh, this, this, sometimes you can't repeat a message often enough. And I think having uh, being inclusive about and being aware of the, the struggles and the challenges of the visually disabled amongst us, that's, that's a message that, that we'll keep saying. Well, and Sophie, it. what are some of the day-to-day challenges that you face and some of the messages that Dr. Wong talks about that you'd like to get out there? Tell us about your day-to-day experiences in Singapore. Um, I think... Well, firstly, if anyone that I need to thank would be our bus drivers. I think I've really mm-hmm. underplayed their kindness and truly they're so wonderful and there are some, some of them are overly f- friendly that it's frightening. So <laughs> I really appreciate them being so kind and generous and they don't have to be and they still are. Um, but I think that's the issue is that most people and I would say a lot of ground staff are still unaware and uneducated about the guide dog laws in Singapore and understanding where they are a lot of them clumping guide dogs and pets into the same yes, bracket, yes. which mm-hmm. are completely untrue. Yeah. Well, I'm not that familiar. <laughs> Maybe you can tell our listeners, what mm. are the basic rules and guidelines when it comes to guide dogs in Singapore? Well, the general law in Singapore is that we are allowed anywhere. The only two places we are legally not allowed would be the 
would be restaurant kitchens and surgery rooms and either places I do not intend on going ever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I think for the most part, wherever I would be, um, guide dogs are allowed by law. But the, I think the issue is that the ground staff are still not educated. Um, mm-hmm. We do have upper management costs. Once it gets to higher up, um, a lot of them start realising, like apologising, oh, I'm so sorry, we didn't intend for this to happen. And like, I know you didn't intend for it to happen, but this is where education becomes very important because yeah. your ground staff are the one that are interacting with day-to-day people yes, um, every, yeah. every day. And that's where these issues arise because they're unaware and it's it's not really a whose fault it's who but I think it's more of education is really something that's very important. That, that, that's yeah. a key point, uh, mm. Dr. Wong, isn't it? Education yes. and awareness. Absolutely. I was in England recently visiting my mother and it is very different. Mm. Dogs are in, regular dogs are in cafes and restaurants yes. and mm. bars. Yes. There's, a, there's an interaction now that we take for granted. We haven't reached anywhere near that level yet for lots of reasons. Mm. You couldn't have dogs for the longest time in HDB flats yes. and only certain kinds of housing. Yes. What more needs to be done? Right, you, you point pointed out something very important as well. I think the day when guide dogs becomes a non-issue and mm. something that we could even you know, take for granted, you know, uh, that will be the day that we yes. look forward to. But you know, with only 11 pairs in our, in our history at this point in time, that's a long way away. So we're going to keep on uh, bringing in uh, guide dogs. We're going to continue with our work, t- uh, especially with uh, orientation and mobility. Yeah. So I think many people might understand that uh, it's true that the white cane community that we then get people like Sophie, uh, who say that, uh, let, can I do something more? Can I gain more independence? Can I get a guide dog? And then right. we start training them in, in that sense as well. Okay. And yes, it's been difficult, a little bit difficult in Singapore because of some unique circumstances, but we've had great partners across, you know, in society and in government as well. So as Sophie said, um, you know, shout out to our, our friends in uh, LTA, Land yeah. Transport Authority and the Singapore Buses as well. And even uh, our, our Muslim colleagues, uh, uh, the, the Islamic Religious Council of Singapore, MUIS, yeah. they've come out very strongly in support of us. So uh, dog, guide dogs are actually allowed uh, in halal establishments as well. Wow. And that's in their uh, website, they've ha- had great vlogs about it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's li- like Sophie said again; it's just trickling down to every person on the street. Right. Whether we can get that message across, and that's what we're working on. I'm quite curious to know as well for guide dogs. What are some of the etiquettes that we should know? Maybe off the top of your head. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I'll start off, and I'm sure Sophie, you've, you've got yeah. lots of stories for that as yeah. well. So. Guide dogs are adorable. Yeah, they are yeah. beautiful. They're adorable. And yeah. something about them. He's underneath the table. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. They're so peaceful. They are. They don't even know she's they're there. They're absolutely well trained. Yeah. Even people who have fear of dogs eventually come to love dogs through guide dogs and, and interactions with them because right. they are trained to be gentle. They're trained yeah. to be calm. Yeah. In fact, almost to the point of apathy, you would say, hey, why is this dog not even you know looking at me or, or doing anything? Yeah. But the, the problem is that people are so attracted that they can come up to the guide dog and the handler and sometimes that's a distraction and I'm sure Sophie you've had lots of experiences oh, there as well yeah share with us some uh, examples as well <laughs> <laughs> oh many I think I've had I think having a guide dog has really brought out the worst and the best in people. Mm. And um, it's very interesting to see different people. You've got some that want to pet Orinda. And when I tell them no, they get very defensive. Um, I had quite a few that actually asked and I politely told them, I'm so sorry, you can't. I know it's hard. And they look at me, I know it's very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) And you really empathize with that. I know I've been on your receiving and it's very difficult. But um, usually they will um, bargain and say, can I have a picture instead? Like, yes, you can have a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I I would say we we had some very drastic reactions as well. We had not just children, but even full grown adults screaming and oops, sorry, oops. screaming and basically running to different cabins or running out of the bus. And scared. Uh, I've so, seen Duh. some on the MRT. <laughs> I, I I've seen people wow. move away. Yeah, I yeah. mean, moving away calmly is perfectly fine. Like right. I think that's okay. Like you need you if you're not comfortable with having a dog in your presence by all means move away but I can guarantee you that if you were to stay in our presence I'm so sorry you're not special enough for my guide dog to take interest in you <laughs> oh, that's a good one that's a good one I guess I need to come in here to also yeah. to your listeners so if you witness something like this happening and you are don't be a bystander yeah. sort of speak up for um, for Sophie for people like Sophie and their guide dogs as well say that you know they're very much uh, allowed on the trains or buses and please don't be afraid you know they're well trained dogs and that mm. will be something that would be great for society helping and, right. and on that point the white cane when we see folks with white canes yes. I, what is the etiquette there because sometimes you can see folks looking for the, the markings on the floor yes. you know the tiles on the MRT are marked to catch the white canes yes. And do, sometimes I have that urge to go over and help them. Mm-hmm. Is that patronizing? Should I help leave them to find the way? Is there a general etiquette when we encounter folks with white canes? Yeah. Well, Neil, first of all, thank you for wanting to help. And that, yeah. that's very important, actually. Yes. And I guess there is a best practice way of sort of approaching them. So without actually having to touch or, or, or confront them, just say, hi, uh, do you need any help? Many white cane users are fine on their own, mm. uh, and uh, there's no need to extend help if they if they're actually doing well already. And I, I guess quite often the answer would be no, I'm fine, thank you. But if they do need help and they do need guidance, then what you can do is then uh, ask them where they're headed, uh, and offer your arm, your forearm, uh, to them and lead them along. So the the thing not to do is to grab them by the hand and yank right. them along yeah. with you. Or it's they're keen. Or they're keen. <laughs> That's even worse, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually to uh, take hold of my arm and let me take you Let me take you to where you want to go. What are some of your experiences on the MRT, Sophie? With my white cane or... or yeah, both, the, both. Um, generally, I would say the general public is... I, I'm not sure whether they're educated or everyone's just on their phones and not checking. <laughs> but um, it's generally rather peaceful with the occasional oh, or <laughs> the occasional oh, <laughs> and many different sound effects going on. Um, I think with the white cane, it's a lot trickier because the, I'm not a very big person myself. And with that, my cane is also not very big and it's not very noticeable. Um, I'll accidentally trip people or I get tripped because um, people are not making way because they don't notice that I'm visually impaired or blind. Um, so when I have Orinda with me, at least she's much bigger. And even if people don't look out for me, she will be the one guiding me through and finding um, a way for me to get in. Mm. Versus when I was with the cane, I was, had to be independent on my own trying to find a way. And unfortunately, people not realizing that I was visually impaired or blind and um, they wouldn't make way for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add, Rob mm-hmm. has written in one of our listeners, Sophie, you are an inspiration. Yeah. Thank you for being on today's show. Come back in 2024 to tell us more. I'd have her on every week. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, uh, guide dogs, says Rob, are <laughs> incredibly you. skilled and well beyond your annoying comfort dogs on planes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is referring yes. to that Strong. famous SAA yes. story. We're yes. not talking about that. Yes. <laughs> oh boy! Can we talk about some of the misconceptions that people or the public may have when it comes to a uh, visually impaired person as well, and with a guide dog? Well, I think that uh, we've addressed a lot of them already. Yeah. I mm. think that first of all, they are a very 
increasingly independent community, the visually, mm. the visually disabled, especially once you see a, a person with a guide dog, they've actually gone through a lot. Yeah. A lot in their life and a lot in training as well. So I would say that they're actually professionals mm. and uh, there is really l- not much need to help them, but mm. sort of hopefully you have to look at them, be inspired. And, and if you want to just offer your help, then um, it's, it's those that have a fear or an, a lack of understanding yeah. perhaps of, of, that, of that vision mm. of having a person being guided by a dog, that these are the people that we need to, to work on. Mm. And Sophie, before we wrap this up, I have to ask the most important question question of all what's happening next team singapore swimming what's your next event you're a full-time athlete now you've taken part in the world championships 100 meter breaststroke you won a silver there i believe was it a silver what's next for you well, there is the Hangzhou Asian Games coming up. Unfortunately, I don't have enough competitors for that event, so I won't be partaking in that. But I will have a training camp and a joint training camp together with the Jap- Jap- Japanese national team and will be joining them for their nationals as well and a few other local competitions coming up in hopes to get to Tokyo, uh, Paris 2024 next year. Mm. So... We'll be praying for that. <laughs> and when it happens, you come straight back here <laughs> yep. and tell us all about it. Okay, Dr. Wong, final word to you. White Cane Day events this weekend at Parkway Parade. Just remind people when it is and what's happening. All right, it's on tomorrow, uh, Sunday, uh, between eight, uh, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day pretty much. Uh, and uh, lots of activities will be there. You'll meet Sophie and many of her compatriots uh, who have guide dogs as well. You'll learn what it's like to be visually disabled and pro- probably have some insight into their world. And hopefully you also get to contribute to a good cause. Uh, th- this is actually a special month because uh, all donations to guide dogs and you can make them tomorrow are matched dollar for dollar by the tote board. So every dollar you give, another dollar comes from the tote board. So make it count for us. This, this wow. and, and what was the timings again? 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. at Parkway Parade. I'm going. I'll be there. Abby Rose, we're going tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm just informing my daughter. We will be there. Right. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having us. Wonderful day. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.